Blog Talk Radio. All right. All right. Yeah. Uh, you guys want to start the show? Let's start the show. Everybody, welcome to Saturday Morning Serial. I am Grimshay. Joining me as always, Marky. Say hi, Marky. Hey, Grimshay. Hey, everybody out there. Well, it's uh, it's getting through. It's getting towards winter here. Uh-huh. We're uh, we're almost done with fall already. That doesn't mean we've forgotten Comic Con no. 2015. <laughs> and in fact, before it gets too late uh, in the year, we want to uh, pull out one little one little nugget, one thing that I know you, Marky, really enjoyed. This yeah, year. Uh, we've been sitting on this for a while. It was a highlight of uh, San Diego Comic Con 2015. Mm-hmm. And well, it, it definitely was for you. Right, like, right. I can tell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this it was, was an a, opportunity of a lifetime, really. It was a roundtable discussion with none other than Iron Mike Tyson. Iron Mike. Kid Dynamite Kid himself. Dynamite. He sat down right next to him, <laughs> stared him right in the eye. Yeah. Did you Did you quiver? Did you sweat? It was intimidating. Did, did you get a little scared? Yeah, yeah. He's a He is such a, a, a tour de force, as they say. I he mean, is? He's very, he takes up a lot of space, not just... Not physically. He's. I. I think I'm taller than him by probably an inch or two. He was. He was always but, the shortest fighter. Yeah. Ryan. Yeah. But he's. He's got such a presence. I mean, he's massive. Yeah. You know, and not just stature. a physical presence. I mean, Mike Tyson has been around since I was watching uh-huh. Saturday Morning Serial. Yep. Uh, guy's just a few years older than we are. He's 18 yeah. years old. Becomes the the what was it the WB, WBO he was the champion, youngest champion ever at twenty at, at nineteen or twenty his was, first yeah. uh, title yeah. I mean this is a guy when I was ten yes he was setting the boxing world on fire and became so big that Mike Tyson was uh I would say definitely in the pop culture he was massively in the pop culture like even to especially okay so he was. He was the first fighter, I think, ever to unify all three belts. Yep. He was the youngest heavyweight fighter. He beat Muhammad Ali by about, I think, six or seven months or maybe even close to a year as far as his age before he won the heavyweight title. As far as his age. I believe so. For yes. kids he never there, battled. Mike no, Tyson he never <laughs> fought Muhammad Ali, but that is one of those dream bouts that sports writers and talk about. his first, like, I think 10 or 12 Fights were all knockouts. I think most of those were within a round. Yeah, it became yeah. I became a joke. I remember because you would have to pay so much money to pay per view yep. back then. Or you had HBO, and yes, everyone would come over and watch your HBO fight, and Tyson knocks him out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, we used to all play this game, and this is back with me and my 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 dad and my great grandfather, who was in his nineties back then, right? And he would come over, and we would play this game where we would draw. Uh, from a deck of cards, from ace all the way to the queens, we have twelve, right. and then we all put a dollar in, and then whatever round you, you know, whatever cards you get, that's the round. And if the fight ends, then you win the pot. 
So we all wanted to ace. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we all wanted to ace on the yeah. Tyson fight. Mike yeah. Tyson would knock him out in the first round. That, <laughs> first was, round. that was Mike Tyson. It was electric back then. He was selling it. I remember being a kid, uh-huh. uh, knowing that he had a fight in Japan. And I yep. knew that by the time I woke up in the morning, it already would have been decided. <laughs> yeah. And I went, it was like in, during the summer, I was, I was in a swim meet early in the morning. As soon as I got there, some of the kids had already found out. And sure enough. They told it was like a, <laughs> yeah. like a forty five second knockout or something. Like, yeah, way to go, USA Iron Mike. Well, and and even even then, like this was really the beginning of the pay per view phenomenon. Yeah, I mean, and it used to be called closed circuit, where you would have to go to a movie theater and watch yeah. the big fight, or some of the bigger sports bars, right? Which are not as big, exactly. As they and you have to buy now. a ticket and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but w- one of the first ones, to my memory, this is back when we were when, when we paid the cable guy, you know, twenty bucks to. To like get that little filter, um, we you saw were just disclosing a litany <laughs> of felonies. Today. Long, uh, the statute of limitations is long <laughs> gone on that. But no, we we saw it was the big fight. It was Tyson versus Spinks, and this is this made him the linear champion because a lot of times you you get the the title because of a vacated championship. Mm-hmm. You know, the fighter moves on or he retires, and and nobody ever beats him. But it was Spinks who had had it before. You know, and he had retired, and he came out of retirement to fight Tyson. So this is the biggest fight of the '80s in, yeah. in the in the um, uh, Tyson Spinks. It's one of those. Yeah, ninety seconds. He knocks him out, mm. and this is pay per view. Everybody's excited, and then everybody gets pissed off. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> but he was a tour de force, and even um, who he married was big news. Robin Gibbons. Yeah, Robin Gibbons, right. who was who was hugely popular actress at the time. Uh, head of the class. Uh, head of the class, yeah. Despite itself, was yeah. a big hit. Yeah. Uh, she was in, and, yeah, and, and he was famous for that. You know, he would buy a new mansion and Oprah would talk about it. Yeah. He was definitely he was on the show. in the culture. And I remember him growing up. He was he on was 2020, a, he was 60 a Minutes. big time. Yeah. And he... He was a hero to us as kids. He was he was that sports figure. He was he was our real life Rocky. He yeah, came exactly. From nothing. He, he was, came from he nothing. He was, was poor, very poor, yep. coming out of New York, got in a lot of trouble, kicked out of yep. school, lots of fights. An older custom auto, old trainer, yeah, old, yeah. like an old Mick. Like, like a Burgess Meredith, <laughs> yeah. honest a to God trainer, guy. picks him up, trains him, shows him how to channel this stuff. Yeah, five six years later, the guy is going for the world champion. I mean, it's it's a True to life, absolutely Cinderella story where everybody lives happily ever after. Until. Like that, fortune started to change. Buster Douglas, an unknown, relatively speaking, I think it was a twenty to one out of nowhere. I think twenty to one knocks Mike Tyson yeah. not just down, but out. out, down for the first time in his career, out for the first time in his career, of course by default. And then the bricks start coming out. Yeah, he divorces Robin Givens, or Robin Givens divorces him. Takes all his money. There's also there allegations about of- why. I'm mm-hmm. not here to muckrake, right? right, uh, right. 
There but was a conviction. Loses a lot of money in a divorce. Uh, his giant entourage, of course, uh, is bleeding him dry as well. Yeah. Don King. Don King, famously. I, I've understood Don King is not the best guy to have uh, in charge of your money. Right. And uh, well, he's he knows how to take care of it, just not for you. Yes. Yes. He, yes. <laughs> he can he can be around his own money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But uh, Mike Tyson goes from. And it it takes very little time, unfortunately. He actually Once, ends up six years in jail, right? And I mean, yet, because of uh, 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 rape charges stemming yeah. from uh, uh, a contestant in, in, a, in, a, in a beauty uh, contest, in a beauty contest. Uh, yeah. very sordid things. All of a sudden, you know, Kid Dynamite comes of age, has a billion dollars, and a few months later, he is filing for bankruptcy, going to jail, yeah. a twenty-five million dollar mansion. Galler Age. Yeah. I actually just this morning read an article that the church that bought it some years ago is redoing it, and the the world just keeps watching. Like they they have an really? ongoing blot. Like it's a big deal. What's happened to Mike Tyson's old Xanadu? <laughs> wow. I mean that's that's how important he is to the to the culture. And and for a few years, well, especially six years he's in prison, you don't really hear much from Mike. He's not fighting. Yeah. He does come out. Eventually, and he starts talking about a comeback. He says, "I'm going to do it." And you figure, well, it's still Mike Tyson. You know, yeah. Maybe, let's maybe back in the ring. Let's see. And, and he uh, and he and wins he fights. Bit, well, yes, he the Evander Holyfield ear biting it, thing. It a all lot leads of people to that. Would say that's the nader. That's when definitely okay. This guy, this guy is challenging us to like him. He doesn't. He doesn't really want to have fans anymore, or something. What's what's going on with him? And it seemed like, at least to us who, who read In Touch magazine, he was in a pretty dark place there. Which I don't. I, I think it affects our soul. Yeah. In I, this culture I, of pop. Yeah. But, aha! Yeah. Uh-huh. It's not as if everyone lived unhappily ever after either. <laughs> Mike Tyson, actually smarter and more resilient than you might think. Starts to get a little turnaround. You remember when this was a big, big movie? Hangover. Still one of the biggest selling comedies ever. Hangover. Hangover pulls yeah. him in for a like a play yourself, but but over the top right. kind of role. Nails it, and Nails it. everybody, yep. and boom! All of a sudden, he can, he's just cashing back in on those goodwill bucks that he earned when we were kids. Like hell yeah, that's what I want to see. Mike Tyson entertaining me again. Well, you're right. I mean, and it was it was literally on his face. I mean, the guy puts a tattoo on his face. Yeah. I mean, you don't get any lower probably, right? <laughs> yeah. And so they he kind of takes this this persona, this popularity, which in the 80s was massive and he was a hero to us and then he he fell so hard. I mean, I I almost cried when he lost. He was such a hero to me, mm-hmm. you know? And all that stuff and it was just one bad thing after another and then every time he tried to make a comeback, we were all we were all for it. We wanted him to come back. We wanted him to come back. We were defenders of that legacy. Mm-hmm. And it just kept failing us. It kept failing us. And then we finally see him start to pull out of this. And it is in this awesome cameo. Yeah. And that it, and it, it reminds it us plays that Mike Tyson is out there and he, is, and he is a human. Famously in that movie, one of the characters goes, still got it. Right? Remember when mm-hmm. he knocks out uh, Galifianakis? Yeah. And, he's just, and then uh, Ed Helms' character just goes, Still got it. He's just like you know, doing a little punch in the air. Yeah, you know? was, we remember. We remember Kid Dynamite. We remember 19, him. Twenty years old from that Punch Out game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. If you didn't play Mike Tyson's Punch Out, then you probably didn't have a Nintendo. Yeah, that that game was awesome. Yeah, uh, my brother knew the code and could beat Tyson. 
like every time. I, I beat him maybe four times. It, it was I an amazing like thing. two or three times over years of trying, probably. It's still one of He's my greatest video game accomplishments. Tough. Yep, yep, that's still at the at the peak. Yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, but Tyson, Tyson came back. He he regained a little bit. Not he's not boxing anymore. Uh-huh. You know, he decided he's moved on from that. Right. I'm of not. I'm not a sports writer. I couldn't. I couldn't give you all the background of that. But Tyson, and he even told you during the roundtable interview. I remember he said he was just born to entertain. Yeah. That's what he's out there to do. And where's he doing it now, Marky? Because it's one of my favorite places. He's doing it on Dolph Swim for y'all. Damn right. This is why we're bringing it back. November first, uh-huh. tomorrow. Tomorrow is the premiere of the second season of the Mike, Mike Tyson, Tyson Mysteries, Mysteries <laughs> this which is good. pulling in big numbers for Adult Swim. Yeah, it should. This show is a gem. And this is the this is a first for Saturday Morning Serial. I'm watching this show, and you're catching That's up. That's true. That's yeah. true. You're ahead of me on, on an Adult Swim show. Yeah. You must be very proud. I am. I know I am. Again. I've been waiting for his comeback. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Can, let's just play this interview. You you want to all right? Yeah. Well, this is this is Marky finally. And, I'm dying to play this. And a whole guys. group of other fans speaking to Mike Tyson just this past summer. Other journalists on other fan journalists. Exactly. <laughs> Here we go. Meanwhile, this is rough stuff. What's up, guys? Uh. Hi. Oh. Wow. Third. Fourth, third. In that cat, you know, in that bracket. Great. Great. Um, it doesn't really matter what I anticipate or think about it. The only thing that really matters is the results. And uh, I guess that's why we're here again, because we had pretty good results. My my dad wanted me to tell you that he thinks you're one of the funniest men ever, <laughs> and he doesn't laugh at anybody really. And he he didn't used to like you, you know, back when he first started, but you made it turn around. And and what do you think does that to people? I mean, like your comedy, how do you how do you think it just hits people and makes everybody laugh? I don't know. I just um, that's why I'm. If I could be permitted to say that's just what I'm born to do. I'm born to entertain people. You know, either it's fighting or what I'm doing now. I could be either, in the, like I was saying before, I could do it with like 30,000 people or three people. That's just what I know how to do. I know how to entertain people. Now, I know uh, like, uh, the fight game has a little bit of a comedy to it sometimes because well, you're trying to get into your opponent's head. Yeah, you're trying to get something there. Did you learn anything from showmanship when you were fighting? I just know, I just know, um, this is what I learned as a kid. Everybody had their own, um, I just know my objective is when I'm finished, whatever I'm doing in front of a, um, an audience of people, my objective, my sole objective only is for me to have them say, when's the next time I can see him? And that's just, that's just, I work. That's my barometer and what I do. Yeah, one of the that group. I love, I love watching yeah. stuff back in the day too. Thank and you. And you got me laughing about cheese ricotta now. I have no idea why. <laughs> <laughs> I always become a cheese ricotta. Here you say. Cheese ricotta. <laughs> when Warner Brothers first approached you to do this, did you shut down any? I said no. I said I don't want to do it. 
said no? Really? I said no. So how did they convince you? And then um, did you give them he said no too. He's Davis, and we both said no. It's not gonna work. Um, I guess that's why they're the two that want the brothers, and that's why we're the working stiff because they know what's gonna work and we don't. But did you give them any rules like say I'll I didn't want to do nothing. I didn't want to do anything. I don't want to do this. I didn't want to do it. And then um, eventually, still, I thought it was like you know, like I was saying earlier, it was like um, you know, the first Edison photo movie, click, 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 you know, you take the books and pages, and I thought it was going to be like that, and then when I saw it the first draft, it was pretty much um, up to date, very sophisticated, and I said, yeah, I want to um, I want to try to do this and make it look good, but then it, it really looked good, it made you look good. So. Um, I'm asking why I'm doing my voiceover, I'm in yeah, Hey, Mike, um, can you tell us about some of the cartoons, maybe, that like you grew up with that kind of influenced how you're performing now? I'm going to send you cartoons of the um, 70s, um, you know, um, Deputy Dogs, um, Looney Tunes, Heckle and Jekyll, Superman, Super Friends, all that stuff, um, Huckleberry Hound, these guys, Scooby-Doo, all the Hanna-Barbera stuff, pretty much. Right on. So how surreal has it been for you to watch the fan base grow for this, especially in conventions, because I just find that they're more and more excited, like especially now with the new season? I don't know. I don't question my life. <laughs> I guess um, I say, well, this is working. You know, not that, well, um, this is rare. I never thought I'd be in this particular genre, but this is working. So if it's working, let's just hang out here for a while. I like I like live um, performances. I like being loud in front of, in front of a crowd of people. I thought Chad Palmateri do a Bronx Tale in Vegas. Yeah, I say I want to do that. Yes. Yeah, that's something that I'm going to do. When you're a pigeon fancier, you do it till you die. When I die, somebody's going to be coming to us already, you know, I'm here to pick up Mike's bird. That's just having all the pigeon fanciers. Yeah, so I wonder what it's like working with Norm. I've never worked with Norm. I stated earlier, I've never saw Norm. I don't know what Norm like, looks like. I know he has a big fan base because everybody approaches me on the streets and tells me how great he is and how well they're working with him. I've never saw Norm. I've never spoke with Norm. I always, like I was stating earlier, I thought Jim had rash with um, Norm on the Marcus of Queensbury. But I realized that I was mistaken and he's not Norm. And me and Norm have never been encountered with one another. I want every challenge like that. I want I want to be able to be uh, up against a situation that if I fail, I risk the chance of being humiliated. Only by that um, only by that kind of um, adversity that I would um, you know, rise to that um, above my level of performance. It can't be like a, a walk in the park. I'm I'm, I'm stuck at that. It got to be really something threatening. You seem like you're really 
really comfortable with yourself now, especially more than you were when you were younger. Uh, how, did, how did that now, I don't know about that. I don't know if anybody's ever comfortable with themselves. Yeah. They're ever real with, totally real with themselves, you yeah. know. Because that's our job in life, to overcome what we hate about ourselves and despise about ourselves. We all have that. But we got, that's our... Yeah, right. That's our journey to overcome that and the love what we despise. Me? I'll be able to read people's minds. <laughs> <laughs> then I know how to move, okay. <laughs> oh, I can do that. Right. I think you can hear, oh no, run a whole lot. Oh no, I won't hear that. Yeah. <laughs> I hate that motherfucker. <laughs> How can I get some money out of this guy? Let's get this company. Let's get that. Let's use him to get that. Do you find yourself turning down more and more stuff since you've gotten into acting now? I mean, I see you in a lot of things, but I imagine you're pretty busy with all this stuff. I don't want to turn down stuff. I like, um, I just like uh, working. I like working. I work for free. I just like working. You have to stay busy working, working. I know that a lot of boxers haven't had the same success you have. Sometimes pro athletes end up getting out of their uh, what they were most known for and trying to decline. But you've managed to keep getting better and more excellent. That just comes from um, having a great support system. It has nothing to do with me. Um, you know, I have the aptitude to be able to do something, but without a great support system, you're nothing. You talked about not being comfortable anymore. Do you look back and say, I wish I could do that over, or do you only look ahead these days? No, I don't know where doing that over would take me. And I'm always cautious. Um, I'm, I'm always um, cautious about some of my, um, I don't know, what do you call them? Gifts, uh, you know, something that... Um, Sometimes I should be grateful for. I don't know. I, I look at everything as it is. You know? like something um, spectacular. I can hit a lot or do great in the stock market, and that can just lead me down the, the road to some really disastrous situations. I just look at everything for what it pretty much is. So, uh, what if you have a dream job to go and be? A dream project? I don't know. I think I would want to um, direct and produce. Be behind the camera. I did a, um, I did um, a documentary named Champs. It was a documentary about the lifestyle of three very successful champions that come from really crime and um, you know crime and drug infested areas. Just really. A, the, bo the bottom of the line in America that you're going to get, you know, as far as in the city concerned. And um, my personal opinion, it's my personal opinion. They wouldn't have it when I saw the film. I saw three, three people that that had great potential, and um, their shame of where they were and their desire to get out of the rut that they were in made them extremely successful, all three of us. Have you seen a Dolphin Fight? A documentary about a backyard fighting? Yeah, I'm periodic. I'm No, it's all over the country. They have um, organizations like that all over the country, underground organizations.
What's scarier, a heavyweight fight or coming here with 100,000 geeks, freaks, and weirdos? Neither one. Really? Same thing? Same to you? It's just all the day's work? Yeah, I try not to. Um, I just stayed in early. I try not to get um, my own self aggrandizement involved with this stuff. That's when I always fuck up. I fuck up when I'm over when I'm in my selfish mode. It never fails. Never fails. Never fails. When I'm always thinking about how I'm gonna get stimulated from a situation, regardless what whatever it takes to get there, I'm going. Oh, I'm going down. It just never fails. Never fails. That's what my kryptonite is selfishness. It never fails. How do you feel about the sport of boxing? Huh? I think she's amazing, awesome, great for um, contact sports. Really good for contact sports. Well, women, um, women are envious of men, so that's why they that's why they do a good that's why they do a good job of um, superseding us in certain fields. No, you you want to um, how do I say this? You want the respect that men receive, even when they seem they don't, even when they appear they don't deserve it. That's what women want. Yes. Yeah. 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 How do you feel about how the sport of boxing is now compared to when you were there? That there's not much of a heavyweight division. It's all all the talk about. Well, it was about giving the people what they want when I was fighting. Regardless of who you are, you might be the Queen of England, you might be the President, you might be the Secretary of State, you may have a really a dignified position in life and the status. But when you come to a fight, I know what you want. You want to see this man um, comatose. You want to see him hurt. I don't care what kind of title you got, how dignified it becomes, and how much status. You want to see somebody get knocked senseless. You don't want them to move. And that's what I try to give them. No one can live better than you on that. I try. That's just in life. You know, we have we just gotta have a plan B in life. In life has plan B, C. It may not be as um lucrative as plan A, but we still have a life. We still live. Oh, absolutely. I was I was um, suggesting that um, he and the pigeon constantly conflict with one another. I was thinking that Young should um, decide to um, adopt a cat. <laughs> and the pigeon and the pigeon be trying to get the cat. And if you know how to bird the cat, sometimes just look at their prey when they can't get them. They're too high, so in the tree. And he should dump on the cat sometimes. <laughs> It's getting kind of dark, I'm sorry. That's what pigeons do. Do you have a favorite episode from season one? I used to do every episode the best of my ability. Okay. But there might have been a story that appealed to you more than others? Yeah, I was a, um, a serial astronaut killer reluctantly. A reluctant serial killer for astronauts. Yeah. One more cool. question. Hey, listen, um, I'm just here, I'm going to take in everything and I'm just leaving it at that. <laughs>
Listen, um, when you get too caught up and this place will drain you totally with your, your, your energy, you know what I mean? Okay, thank you guys. Huh? No, pigeons. Around 1500. Around 1500. 11 world class contenders. Take them down with your controller, beat them all, and you've got a shot at Tyson's title. But for that, you've got to beat Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson's punch out from Nintendo. Now you're playing with power. And there you go, everybody. A little, uh, little Mike Tyson wisdom uh, from the perspective of some age, some experience, uh, some adversity, some redemption, uh, some pretty interesting personal views about feminism, uh, and uh, pigeon fancier till he dies with fifteen hundred pigeons. Take that little Mac, who's playing with power now. I would love to know what the stats were on that game, and you know, I wonder how many units it sold. It was, I think, every. Every of every of my friends had it. Yeah, yeah. It, it must have been. I'm sure it was one in five. I'm pulling these stats completely out of my ass, but yeah. I'm a, I'm guessing one of five Nintendo systems had Punch Out. <laughs> I, I would even guess more than that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, I still don't know what numbers that would be, though. I, Can I you name uh, five of the characters it? from it? Uh, well, you got uh, you got Soda Popinski. I'm trying <laughs> to go backwards here. Yeah, Soda Popinski. Uh, well. Um, uh, uh, hippo, bull, 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 King bull, Hippo, King Hippo, uh, the Glass Joe, Glass Let's Joe, the he, was, one. He, he was the start, uh, and oh, who's the German and Kaiser? What? Uh, who was the cheeky guy with the the turban and the dual jewel? Um, I, uh, I <laughs> all of my guesses might be very racist here in 2015, <laughs> so I'm not going to touch that well, one. It was a little racist, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it it did start with the stringy white guy, Glass Joe. So, yeah, you know, it was equal as far as I could tell. But yeah, th- that game it, it 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 is still one of my favorite games ever, and yep. it. Mike Tyson, Mike Tyson was, 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 was great. It. Oh, loved it. Fantastic. The arcade version, if you guys remember, this was like yeah, I'm that. Trying to remember, like see, that. I don't, I'm trying to it, remember it, if it that like was those, even Mike Tyson. No, no, no. It that was, was just Punch-Out. Yeah, it was called Punch-Out, and it had like I knew those. there was something about that arcade. It like had like those like handlebar thingies. Yeah. And, and then you would you would grab them and punch with them. Yeah. And, and it had like this. like represented by the green. By this green grid yeah. character. Yeah. And it, I believe it had Glass Joe was still there, Raging yeah, Bull. I think the contenders were mostly the same. But there was no Mike Tyson. He wasn't attached to it until it went to the NES, I think. Yeah, and then they brought in um, Mario was the ref and a new character called Little Mac. He was the character that you represented. Yeah. And he would have to leap to punch everybody because Little Mac was, you know... He, he was, was tiny. He was tiny. He was about 87 pounds. And when you got to a certain level, like when you beat the first three or the second three, do you remember the little training? Yeah, where you're, you're run by the Statue of Liberty. <laughs> Liberty. out there. And your trainer's like... Like yeah, trainers on the bike, and yeah. Uh, yeah, Doc. Doc, I think was his name. That seems too easy. Doc, I think it's Doc. Yeah, and then Doc would give you, you know, during the rounds, if you could do this once a fight. I don't know if you ever knew this trick, but you could or hold you down, select over and over, and then again, you get your power get your, back, get a, yeah. like a yep. thirty or power back. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. You had to, you had to do that smart because yeah, there were three rounds, and you could do it between the second 
between the first and second or second and third, third right. and to make sure it would be worth it. You had to save it, right, because you just sometimes you, you get out of the second round and you're barely <laughs> hanging on and, oops, sorry, too late. You've already, yeah. You already blew it. Yeah, I mean, boxing was big for us. This was the this was the height of the Rocky years. Yeah. Boxing was great. We had great champions back then. Yeah, it's when you had the we had the Sugar Ray Leonard. Also, it even so if exciting. it was right, it was really kind of the end of the great heavyweights. I mm-hmm. mean, it was it was the beginning of the end. You know, Mike Tyson dispensed of most of them. Yeah. <laughs> um, but this was a big deal to us, and it just kind of just got taken away from us. It was an early lesson in our adolescence well, of our heroes and, yeah, and things like yeah, that. You one, know? One, one hero uh, that, yes, yeah, suddenly, as as we got a little more mature, we realized, we found out he was human. Yeah, he was, yeah. He, th- there was some questionable character there, mm-hmm. that, you know, and we got, I think we got bailed out here with him. You know, I really do. Well, I think he was able to go for some redemption, and he said some uh, some really interesting things in the interview about you know his own selfishness. Yeah, that's his that's his kryptonite. I think I think that's uh, right. I think yeah. that's that takes a lot of living and a lot of losing to learn things like that about yourself. Mm-hmm. Well, just the whole uh, Holyfield ear biting incident. You know, it was it was you could see that kind of selfishness there. He's just like, I can't beat this guy. I want to get out of here. You know, like this is yeah. yeah you know, like I've I've had it with this. You know, yeah. I'm being embarrassed or whatever. I don't know, but you know, that kind of there was a very deep psychological thing that triggered there, and yeah. you know, that was probably. And this is a guy, by the way, that spent three of his six years in jail, right? You know, for that conviction, and that to me, it was the Holyfield biting thing was his low point. That's yeah, because that was I his agree. ring. I think that's when it you was know? like, oh, you you lost us there. Yeah, I feel like I I want to watch you build yourself back up, and then when he did that, it was like, yeah. oh god, it was he's, bad. It was he bad. Doesn't want us to want him anymore, yeah. or something. There's got to be something up. Like I said earlier, I, it 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 mystified me and disgusted me. But there, and now it's okay to like Mike Tyson again, and I'm. Well, I'm glad for right. that. The, the, tell, tell me, tell us all more about the about this uh, Mike Tyson mystery show. Well, um, I think it actually plays on the the persona of like his menace. Yeah, you know, and um, it's basically you have to imagine it was it's basically Scooby Doo and Friends, mm. but the friend is always in the show. You know, because mm. it's not Mama Cass, it's not you know, it's it's, yeah. it's not the Globetrotters. You know, well, but, Mike, but Mike, Mike Tyson Tyson's is, also the one solving the exactly. Mystery. He's not the guest or the helper. He's, he's he but does. he's got he's got his little his his crew. He's got a pigeon played by because as you know, even in real life, Mike Tyson, long time pigeon fancier. Yep, you're right. I did he not is. know that was the term yeah. until um, until I learned it from Mike. Uh, famously, he uh, the first. Uh, you know the first fight that he ever got in. Oh yeah, like when he was a kid. A kid. Yeah. yeah, the uh, the school bully who was much bigger than him, uh, much older than him, uh, ripped the head off of one of his pigeons, oh. and he punched him out. <laughs> you know, so it's you know pigeons are really a, a big part of his life, and yeah, they actually bring that into the show. Yep, there's and, a pigeon voiced yeah. by Norm Macdonald who it's brings funny, in his, his mysteries. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh yeah, um, you've all got, the pigeons. You've got Jim in the Rash, pigeon another. Mm-hmm. 
really really good comic actor uh playing uh playing one of the voices he's got an adopted asian daughter i believe yeah and uh, she of course you got yeah. any of that to round out the team uh-huh uh-huh you got you got to have somebody you know you you got to have your brain when you're next exactly. to mike tyson yeah. and your inspector gadget needs his penny exactly so yes she's you got absolutely the penny yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah and so they they have a lot of fun with with this with this other idea that he is a very unsophisticated you know guy yeah. and you know I, i'm i dare not say he's dumb <laughs> you know because he'll kill you no. but like the thing is is like they they have a lot of fun with that yeah and, and he's willing to go along with exactly. it exactly and he he's does the it biggest really participant well. so i think that's yes. what that's what makes it you know it, he's willing to see himself as as fallible yeah which goes a long way towards redemption in my book and you know, um, before he got this this series, and right after the Hangover, he went. I believe it was on Broadway. He did like this, like one man oh, show. Yeah, I heard about his one man show. I caught it on HBO, and it was fantastic. Like what you saw of like from from him, you kind of saw it in uh, the the uh, Hangover. Is a lot of talent, like character, comic timing. Um, acting performance, he he's got it, you know. And they're the guys that are at Adult Swim are so incredible, so clever. The mm. the writers are fantastic, awesome writing. And he's playing. They they play with his persona to a key, and Mike Tyson taps into it perfectly for the show. And I just love it. And it starts tomorrow, November first. I don't know, 9 o'clock, 8 o'clock? What time does it come on? Uh, oh, uh, on Adult Swim? Well, it'd probably be around midnight. And even if you miss it, they'll probably release it on their Adult Swim uh, website at yep. the same time. You know, well, you can actually go right more now. times that night on Adult Swim. You could actually go right now on Adult Swim and catch up on Season 1. I believe all the episodes are there. They're for free. That's lucky. I mean, catch up. I mean, they're only, I think, 15, 20 minutes. They're not long programs. Uh, and you get a little piece of Mike Tyson. I think that we all kind of saw this person in the in the veracity <laughs> back yeah. in the 80s. We saw this kind of character there, you, you know, yeah. but he was a hero to us, and all that happened, you know. All, all right. Crappy there problem. you go. Yeah. Mike Tyson Mysteries, tomorrow night, Adult Swim. Mm-hmm. You'll find that on the uh, Cartoon Network, for those yeah. of you not in the know. Uh, you know, before I let everybody go, I have a little update uh-huh. from our last show. Uh-huh. I, I thought it was only fair to share. Uh, as you recall, we were talking about Alan Tudyk and his new series on on uh, uh, Vimeo uh-huh. called Con Man. Oh, I know what you're Con Man. It's really good. <laughs> uh, my one little hang-up was uh, the way they're distributing it was a rental period uh-huh. that would, gen- after about a month, you just couldn't watch it anymore. And I thought that was really an ugly cash grab. Sure enough, perhaps they heard, perhaps my energy reached them. But I got an email the other day announcing that, uh, hey, you know what? You can go ahead and watch that show forever. Because yeah. I had paid my 10 15 bucks to see it, and mm-hmm. I was disappointed that I only had a month to watch the whole thing and never again unless I shell it out. Yeah. That is no longer the case. They are already learning and adapting. If you go to Vimeo now and you, and you plunk down your money for Con Man, the series, you'll get all the episodes from now until perpetuity. 
forever and ever you'll be able to see it. That's improvement, and I thought it was only fair to mention it. That is good news. I like that because that show is awesome. That is. And I also have an update. Uh, a couple of shows back, we were talking about uh, nobility and kamikaze. Well, guess what? It's today. That's uh, right. It's, <laughs> so That's right. join me in Los Angeles at Kamikaze tonight for the, the world premiere of the series Nobility, finally. Boy, it's been a long time coming, boy. I finally get to see this. So uh, join me, EJ De La Pena. Uh, I believe Cass is going to be there. I believe uh, – I think Walter Koenig is going to be there. I believe, I think he's doing uh, one of the Q&As yeah. as well. Yeah. So there's, there's – a uh, um, Doug Jones, I think, is going to be there. Uh, you know, Stan Lee tends to pop his head around that place a lot too. So, hey, this is it. Tonight's the night for that. Um, Mike Tyson was great, wasn't he? Oh, God, th- my thanks to Mike Tyson. Yeah. My thanks to Marky. E. Wonderful uh, interview skills, sir. Thank you, Adult Swim. Thank you, Adult Swim. Um, keep doing good work. Keep inviting us to these things because we love it so much. Mike Tyson, it was an honor and a privilege to be face-to-face with him. To have a little conversation with him was amazing to me. It's the highlight of our I know. Of our, you, of you've our really career. been wanting to, to, to get this interview out there <laughs> yeah. so you can prove it to yeah. your friends. Yeah. And, uh, and there you go. Our recommendations this week. Mike Tyson Mysteries, Season 2, beginning tomorrow. Mm-hmm. We've got Nobility tonight premiering at Kamikaze, so you're actually going to have to physically be somewhere. Yeah. You can't yeah. watch it on your on your mobile devices, nope. kids. Unless I somehow steal it on my phone. <laughs> but you can find Con Man on your mobile devices, kids, over at Vimeo. Uh, you got to pay for the series, but you get it forever now. It's paid they to own. Making yep. they're making strides in the in the model. Uh, I don't know. I can't think of anything. Is that is that about enough of this? Yeah, that's enough of this. Now we know. And knowing is half the battle. Ah, oh, this is enough of this. Lucky Land Casino asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.